Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our Provoke the Pastor series, in which our Heritage Bible congregation poses questions to our pastor, Jim Harris. This week's question is important to every believer. How can I know I'm saved? Some true believers struggle with doubt, while some who are not saved, who should doubt their salvation, steadfastly believe that they are saved. In 2 Corinthians 13.5, the Apostle Paul advises the Corinthians to examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Please listen to today's slice of this week's message as Pastor Jim assists us with this examination. Now, suppose you're a murderer. Now, according to Matthew 6, you are. But suppose you've actually murdered someone, and you got caught, and you were tried and convicted, and you were sentenced, and you got the death penalty, and your execution is scheduled for next week. But suddenly, there comes a letter from the governor. You've been pardoned. The execution is canceled. Your entire sentence is commuted. You are free to go. The gates swing open. You step out into the world for the first time in years. You start into your new life. You move into a temporary place that has been set up for you by the grace of those who provided it. You start your work on the new job that's been set up for you. And then a few weeks into your new life of freedom, you decide one day, I don't feel pardoned. I think I'll go back to prison and wait to die. Now, what do you think your family and friends would say to you? They would grab you by the shoulders and shake you and say, but you are pardoned. Act like it. You can't undo the pardon. The, the condemnation was all taken on Christ when He cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was taking your sin, all the wrath of God that you rightly deserve for your sin. He took it all. So if you're in Him, no condemnation. Now, why would you want to live in contradiction to your pardon? Why would you want to live in contradiction to what is is true? Well, see Romans 7. I still have what Paul calls sin that is in me, that is in my flesh. And when you give in to that, your life is going to be full of turmoil and confusion and doubt. So when you doubt, push the reset button, go back to the most basic questions. What do I believe, and how am I living? Now, a while back when our daily emails, I think it was somewhere in John 
chapter 6, I, I made the comment that if you truly believe, it will show in how you live. And someone replied to that day's email with a very obvious and honest question. What kind of things will show in my life? So I hit reply and I started typing and a list began to happen. And I got into a little bit and I thought, oh, this should be in a provoke the pastor answer. And then I thought, oh yeah, I'm supposed to talk about what about when you are doubting your uh, salvation? So I let the list continue to flow until I got tired of typing and I click send. It's not a complete list, but I'm going to share it with you. Partial list, but everything on this list is normal for a person who's in Christ. Listen to that. This is not a list of things for the advanced placement super disciple class. This is kindergarten Christianity. This is when you've been born again. This is when your, your new life wants to flow out of you like rivers of living water that, that come from you. You don't know where they come from because they come from someplace you can't tap into except it's tapped into you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. So when you consider this list, take it as guidance for how to go about asking yourself, how am I living? What kinds of things show up in the life of a person who truly believes in Jesus Christ? All right? Ready for the list? Here it comes. One thing that shows up is the way you react to people and circumstances and you begin to display the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. If you're a Christian and you're moving through life and somebody gets in the way, they ought to get run over by love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. And I think I left out faithfulness. I can't read, but I love Christ. Another thing that should show up is the way you serve as, oh, now I know why something's going wrong here. There we go. Wrong, wrong order of pages. All right. Another thing that shows up is the way you serve as part of the church. How we react to one another in the church is a collective testimony to the world. John 13, 34 and 35, Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Now you might read that and say, Aha, I know when he said that. That was the night before he went to the cross. You mean I have to go die for somebody? No. How about you just read a little back in the chapter? He, the King of glory, washed the dirty feet of his disciples and he said, Now you've seen an example. Love one another as I have loved you. Here's something else that will show in your life when you belong to Christ. The way you react to your sin. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, 
He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, that's sandwiched in between, or it's part of a series of contrasts. If you deny your sin, you're a liar. You're not in Christ. You, 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 don't, you don't live in the truth. But if we confess our sins, the word confess means to say the same thing. I say the same thing about my sins that God says about my sins. I, uh, uh, that's wrong. I, I, I hate it. I repent from it. I, I'm sorry. Forgive me. If we are confessing our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Or you might say, the guy that wrote Romans 8.1 just finished writing the last half of Romans 7. And he understood the daily cleansing from sin. There's another thing that will show up in your life, also in 1 John. It'll be the, the way you desire to be more pure. 1 John 3.3, 3, he says, And everyone who has this hope... Oh, read verse 2 if you want to find out what the hope is, but it's talking about your faith in Christ. Everyone who has this hope fixed on Him purifies himself just as He is pure. You know, before I was a Christian, I was, I was sort of a, uh, I don't know, I, I certainly wasn't sanctified. I was kind of a nerd. I, was, I, I, I didn't do most of the things that most of the people that were teenagers in the 60s did, but I certainly didn't know the Lord. I had this idea, how far can I go and not get in trouble? You know, where, 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 how close to the edge of the cliff can I go without falling off? I've had some friends that have fallen off, and it was really bad. You come to be a Christian, and instead of that, you think, how can I be more like my Savior? It's not how bad can I be and be okay. How good can I be? How pure can I be? And so... That changes your priorities. Related to that, also in 1 John, is the way that you reject sinful habits and you cultivate good habits in their place. 1 John 3, uh, 7 and 8, little children, children adopted into the family, Christians, little children, make sure no one deceives you. The one who practices righteousness is righteous. Just as he is righteous, the one who practices sin is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. Now, the key word there is practices. It's a, it's a present tense and it's describing habitual things. It's describing the, the pattern of your life. It does not mean that a Christian can never sin. It does not mean that a non-Christian can never do anything good. But what's going to be the pattern? What's going to be the habit of life? What are you, what, what are you going to make as your, your daily planned things to do? What are you going to be habits going to be like? Here's another one. It will show in your life the way you renew your mind and you offer yourself to serve the Lord and His people. Another famous well-known passage, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, oh, now what's he referring back to? Romans 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. You offer yourself 
to the Lord, how can you use me today? If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.